podcast. I am Hate Mail. With me today, we have the most famous podcaster in DC Legends, <laughs> Mr. Zubaz. The, uh, yeah, still still a man without a stream, but uh, happy to appear on everybody else's. <laughs> Are you actually planning on doing a stream eventually? At some point, I'm still kind of getting the equipment and then figuring out like a new niche since it seems like we have almost everything covered at this point. Uh, but but if I could figure out something unique to do, I'll, I'll probably set something up. And I don't know if you want to announce this publicly, but you're the man who famously canceled a new uh, uh, a hot date for a stream. <laughs> it did uh, I mean? Well, yeah, uh, it was a it, it, uh, yeah. She 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 was an attractive date. Uh, but, did you have the uh, date after? Without getting um, personal here, we're we're going this this weekend apparently. So um, did, did you actually tell her it was a video game podcast that you were canceling the date for? No, uh, I, <laughs> I had to work. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've got a busy job, so so it's like pretty reasonable uh, and believable. But um, yeah, I mean, it, in fairness, like the whole thing, like it was like a half hour away. It was raining that night. I was like, this is just going to be a mess. Why don't we just push this off? Uh, but it did allow me to appear on uh, on the the draft, which was good. <laughs> And that was a good draft. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, we did upload it this morning, so it should be up. Really fun draft. Du Bois did such a good job with those. Yeah. High-level quality. And the good thing is, is that I don't think you have to worry about your date hearing this inadvertently. And if she does, did, then she might be uh, worth chasing. Exactly. That's, that's how I kind of thought about it. So, um, And on a sidebar... What should we call this episode? Because we have the Burger Shack, and Burger is notoriously very busy. Very busy, man. Got a lot going on. So if we end up doing this episode more frequently, what would... I, I know your cuisine, your New Orleans area, so let's... We could call it the Fish Shack? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't have to think about that one a little bit. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, like the crawfish boil or something like that, or... or... Something related to voodoo. Well, uh, yeah, okay. I'll t- I'll talk to my agent. See see what he recommends here. The oyster bar with Zubaz. <laughs> nice. I do like that. <laughs> I'm a big oyster guy, so. I, I love yeah, see me. All right, so let's get into DC Legends, and um, we'll start with Jericho. Why don't you give us a little bit of backstory history on Jericho before we get into gameplay? Yeah, Jericho's an interesting character. Um, He, you know, he came about in the 80s. Um, People, some some people like him, some people don't like him. He's got a lot of firsts, um, you know, obviously one of the first uh, mute characters in comics. Um, One of the things that I think, because I I don't just like the stories, I think about the medium and and the storytelling a lot. Um, One of the things that was very unique about Jericho, so he was actually created by the artist, uh, George Perez, and they basically forced him, they said, listen, he's going to be a mute character, he's not going to get thought bubbles, he's not going to get speech bubbles, everything that you do with Jericho, you are going to have to relay through his art, through his expressions, through his body language, that kind of thing. And that's that's a really risky thing to do in the superhero comics world. Um, but they pulled it off. He became a very popular character. 
Um, you know, mo most people know kind of his general story. He's he's uh, Deathstroke's son, which was kind of the only beat that the writers gave uh, George Perez to work with. They're like, yeah, he's he's going to be Deathstroke's son, and that's all you have. Um, so so interesting character. Um, he was an artist. Uh, they kind of toyed around with him being a ladies' man in later years, kind of more obviously bisexual, which is you know another wrinkle that that they don't often explore in DC Comics. Um, and then just you know briefly his his powers. He's got this unique power where if he makes eye contact with a I'll say humanoid because um, they you know he can do aliens and stuff too. Um, if he makes eye contact with them, he can inhabit their bodies and. He's got pretty good control over them in, in the same way that Dead Man always had as well. Um, the, the, one of the differences is when Jericho takes over a body, his voice is like their voice. Um, it's, it's more spy-like in nature, I would say, whereas when, when Boston Brand takes over a body, he, he usually has like Boston Brand's accent and stuff. Um, so, so in the comics, they would have like a little thing where Jericho would make a little J with his hands to, to, to let the other teammates know, like, yeah, I've taken over this body now. <laughs> How else would you know? I, yeah, I, thought, I always thought he was kind of a neat character. He's not one I was super into, but I always thought he was a neat character. He, he was unique, which was kind of the nice thing about him yeah he's had a lot of different designs um you know a lot of people always kind of wrote him off because his first costume haircut everything was was very very uh different i'll say <laughs> at the time not not super popular um and they've kind of rectified that with his appearances in the new 52 and, and kind of later on um he's they've also given him away powers they've taken some powers they've made him more powerful at one point they took away his eyes uh which is pretty messed up but he regenerated them so so he's he's got a lot of history um but but it's always titans related he's like never done anything outside of the titans now what would you um say his best storyline or if, you, if somebody wanted to read up on him where would you point them I would say his best storyline is probably um, his, his first, you know, spoiler alert for a comic for 30 years ago. Like his, the, the events surrounding his first death, um, which is when, when he comes back, at, when, after he joins the Titans and he's there for a while, his body kind of gets taken over uh, based on Trigon and that kind of thing. And, and he leads a, a pretty interesting sort of, uh, you know, he takes over like the wildebeests and um, that era of like late Titans and, and eventually where he begs his father to kill him is a really good storyline. Um, they were kind of firing on all, all cylinders there in the early to late 80s with Jericho. Um, in terms of recent stuff, I actually don't really love everything that they've done with him recently. Um, but he did, he, he had a, he had like an interesting role in uh, Blackest Night as well. So if, if you had, if you didn't read all of the like little side stories of Blackest Night, if you only read the main Lantern story, go back and check out some of the stuff with, uh, with Blackest Night. All right, cool. And how do you think he translate into the game compared to his storyline did you do you think they did a good job with that just just how yeah, he, I, he acts and everything yeah i you know 
we talked about this a little bit in, in one of the chats, and I suggested that it was highly likely that they were going to give him a lot of silence mechanics. And a lot of people said to me, like, no, I don't think they're going to do that. That doesn't make sense. Uh, and sure enough, that's exactly what they did. Um, I, I recognize that it's very, very difficult, right? We have a limited number of debuffs and buffs. We have a limited number of game mechanics. Um, that being said, I still think it's a little strange, um, you know, to have like a mute character, like one of his main skills be silence immunity. Um, that that struck me as just as odd, I'll say. <laughs> um, I do, you know, his his passive with the taunt application, I like the idea of it in concept, um, you know, sort of uh, the idea that, that basically because he takes over a body, um, he can, you know, like if somebody's invisible, sure, he can take over their body and decide, no, I'm not going to be invisible now. I'm going to be taunting now. Um, so I thought that was clever. And, you know, one of the things that a lot of people have to keep in mind is they used a lot of what would have made sense for him on Dead Man already. And you can't just rehash that. Um, yeah. so overall, I'd say kind of like middle ground. Uh, you know, I don't think it was like super successful. Like this is a hundred percent what his kit should have been, but I don't think that they missed the mark entirely. Now you you have him geared, correct? I do. Yeah, I've been playing around with him the last day, and then uh, I spent a lot of time on M 4s stream last night uh, watching his gameplay. Yeah, he's um. What rank do you have him now? Uh, I'd have to go back. It's it's only maybe L one or two at this point. Okay. What do you think of him so far? Just out of, from using him. I personally, I I hate the the second passive. Um, I I think it's a good one sometimes. Like if you are trying to get around an enemy Barda or something. Um, the problem is it can force you to have to attack an enemy that you don't want to attack. Um, we've had some reports of like, you know, people facing off with these bot teams and Coda attacks your team and all of a sudden Coda is taunting. Nobody else on the team is and now even though under no other circumstances would you ever attack Coda, that's what you have to do now because of Jericho. It's funny because I was I <clears throat> when I saw it was Blackfire and Jericho, obviously for those of you that are aware, I'm a big Starfire and Blackfire fan. And those are characters of, like, the characters in the comics I wanted to see most in-game, those were the two. And so I didn't really want to be excited about Jericho, but then I saw his kit, and as everybody knows, I'm a big stun fanatic. Though I'm starting to get less and less interested in that, because <laughs> my main thing was I wanted characters I could use with Hawkgirl and Killer Frost, which they, right. they synergize so well. And so I'm becoming a little less. I still like stuns. It's just my favorite way to deal with problem characters. But so I saw he had a stun on his three. I saw he had a stun on his basic. So he's already got more stuns than half the characters in the game. And um, so I thought he'd be really neat. And then I I did like the taunting thing. I'm like, oh, this is great. You know, whenever you want to go after Black Black Flash. But like you said, there is a lot of times, and it almost got me in siege already on the first day where I used him, and then I had to attack. I think I think it was Arcus. And yeah. I couldn't kill the rest of the team. And I'm like, oh, crap, this could be really bad. <laughs> and it just, yeah, it happens a little too often. 
Right. And I, you know, I was talking about it with M4 about like, okay, well, what if you just didn't ring it? You know, if you left it and even at its base level, it's still 50%. Um, and, you know, M4 has a very different style of play than me where he's so calculating about everything. And he's like, no, I want it to be 100% so that I know for certain that it's going to happen. Um, but I think that there may be some people out there that prefer to just be like, okay, well, I would rather it not happen, and I'll take my my dice roll of fifty percent and, and see how it goes. See, I would never think that way either, because it's just that is too dangerous. I'd rather just know it's always going to happen. Yeah. Which at least you can kind of plan around that, but even then, like like you said, it is difficult. Yeah, and I've been trying to make it more so. So a lot of people know that I I definitely run um, all Titans teams because I have fun with those, and I try to exploit a little bit of the synergy with Beast Boy and uh, Miss Martian, uh, especially. And and that that does, that has worked pretty well for me so far. Um, you know, if you run an all Titans team, Beast Boy attacks basically out of turn every single turn, uh, and then Miss Martian gives a lot of shield. So so between his awareness. Uh, Miss Martian Shield and that sort of thing. You you are set up pretty well on defense. Um, so so he he does you know he has that that uh, Titans affinity and that's something to keep in mind for for people that are always looking for those kind of synergies. I think he, yeah I think he's kind of fun. Um, I do like what, what the thing I like most about him, and it's not something like he's not an RB five candidate for me even though I thought he could have been at one point. Is that he is fun with characters that you normally wouldn't be able to use effectively, like Killer Croc. He's really good. Um, yeah, so he's he's really like shockingly good with um, Man Bat. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, once you just stack all those diseases, it's it it gets out of hand really quick. And that's something that people used to do with Riddler. Um, to there there is a slight difference though, which is Jericho's taunt is a passive so it won't trigger things like for instance on tdk or uh or man bat because the taunt is not active whereas like when riddler places taunt on an enemy it will trigger those guys because it's an active move um so that's just something to keep in mind when when people are like looking at those synergies yeah but it, it's um i mean it's still pretty good it's in it, the only thing is it's kind of more of a niche fun type of thing and mm -hmm. i do i'm still kind of surprised 2d i don't think is planning on rb5ing him which he just kind of feels right up 2d's alley with all the silence yeah uh between that and like the the man bat uh synergy there that that 2d would be all over it but i think 2d might just be kind of uh a little played out after after king shazam last month <laughs> yeah that was i think he would have rather probably getting it well he did like I, I did see him in chat talking about how much he liked him with um uh, hush right so i guess there is some synergies there i tried to experiment with that a little bit didn't really go real well i've never been yeah. a big fan of hush so <clears throat> But I, I, did, I did try to play with him with um, Rose a little bit, and okay. that didn't really do really well either. He's got to be great with Hawkgirl, though, right? He is pretty good with Hawkgirl. I, I, like, I do like him with Hawkgirl. The problem is, is that the, the biggest issue, I think, for him with you know my enjoyment of using him is that Darkseid came out, and it's just very hard to replace him in 
Exactly. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, he has synergy with Hawkgirl because he places immunities on the team and because he stuns, but Darkseid is just going to do it better and more consistently, so why would you actually bring Jericho unless you're trying to get bonus points in Siege? Yeah, and that's... I mean, he is he has been pretty decent for me this Siege. I mean, he has the controls. He's a solid character if you want to use him. The problem is, is like you said, the... The placing taunt can be useful, and it can also be very, very dangerous and very bad. Right. Um, speaking of which, let's get into Legendary Order before we move on. And I have... So what I'm thinking for him is I liked his two, which is his Apply Awareness to All Allies. I actually would put that first. I find that to be the most useful ability on him, especially in Siege. What do you think of that? Sorry, I was just uh, looking at the toolkit real quick just to um, make sure that I had all of his uh, skills down. Yeah, I, I, I think that especially for Siege, I mean, awareness to everyone in general is always going to be good. Um, and then it, it was more, it was probably less that I loved that particular move and more that I just wasn't impressed with a lot of the other legendaries. Yeah, um, I, was, I'm, I actually feel the exact same way. And I I, it, yeah, I was kind of torn between his two and his one. The problem with his one is that it's only 50%, which is still high right. for a basic, but it's mm-hmm. because it's not guaranteed. I kind of felt like his two and his one are kind of his bread and butter. That gets If you took him to L2, you kind of have everything you really absolutely need. Yeah, I um, I do know, and in, in from watching M4s, that his uh, his silence at the beginning of battle does go under, like Hal Jordan's uh, debuff immunity, that sort of thing. I know some people have had questions about that. Um, it's just I because it's a random ally and I haven't been able to figure out any consistency with it. Like sometimes it's like, oh, it's going to go on the fastest character or it's going to go on the leader or something like that. I have actually seen it go on everybody. Um, and so it's it's great if it lands on Black Flash, uh, but outside of that, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what it's doing for you. Yeah, Black Flash, Arcus, super useful, but mm-hmm. there's no guarantee. So right. it's, I, I do think it's a good ability, and if you are like 2 Tron and want to run a silence-based team, that might be right. your first pick. Yeah. But, but it's, you know, other than that, his three, the additional damage, it can be decent, especially if it crits. But it, once again, they have to be silenced, and you know you kind of got to build around that. Yeah. And then his four, gain silence immunity. I mean, you know, silence. I mean, it can't. I mean, it, that can be nice. I'm sure at times there's going to be times where it's going to be useful, but you're never going to build a team around having no. somebody with silence immunity. See, you know, it does synergize with some people, like a hot girl or something like that. I think more than anything, though, it's like uh, an extra buff that if somebody is purging your buffs, you're like, oh, okay, at least they can take the the silence immunity, and I still have my, you know, like uh, debuff immunity or something like that. I know Joker wanted he wanted his apply silence to, to start a battle to the whole enemy team, which that oh. now it's a game changer. Like, yeah. Which I, that almost is borderline OP, but <laughs> I mean it would definitely end the speed meta. But obviously they didn't think uh, they wanted to go that route, so. 
All right. So let's move on to my love, and that is Black Flyer, <laughs> which I have to say before we get into her background is her art. They did such a good job. She looks so badass. I think so too, both on uh, basic and legendary. I yeah. thought they did a great job. Yeah, she just she looks fantastic. Both skins. I I'm partial to her legendary, but I really like both of them. Yeah, and they 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 really um, you know a lot of the time they lean heavy on the new fifty two, and that's where her legendary comes from. And I think they they struck a nice compromise between, um, let's say the uh, scantily clad sensibilities of the new fifty two with uh, sort of modern day DCL. I think they they picked a, a good line between the two of them. Yeah, I, I think they didn't go too hard in any direction, which. And she just she just looks awesome. So I was very impressed with, with how they did it. And you had recommended to me, which we will be auctioning off, not on this one because I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but maybe I'll announce it on when we do a full Blackfire episode when I which she will be a character I will be taking R B five, so I'll probably have her R B four on the next well, maybe not on the Burger Shack, but once her sale comes out, she'll go R B four that night. And um so then we can give her a really proper review. But at L2, I'm really liking her. So why don't you give us a little bit of her background. You had recommended reading Justice League Odyssey Last Stand. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. So I was just curious, you know, and then what's the storyline in New 52, which that's where I'm actually more familiar with her, because that's kind of when I got real into DC Comics. Sure. Um, so so Blackfire's had like an interesting history, um, which is for probably too long, she was, or Blackfire, she was, she was only Starfire's sister. Um, you know, they, they basically did like a, a light skin swap uh, on, on a character and said, okay, yeah, she's the evil version and that's it. Um, and she did not have a lot of nuance. She was a character in the 80s that was created when like villains were villains it was just why are they doing this bad thing oh because because they're a bad person uh you know like that's kind of how how she was for a very long time and over time i think they realized that they could do a little bit more with her um she got a lot more interesting sort of kind of early 2000s um you know i I actually really loved her uh her battles with hawkman and hawkgirl um, which, which is like another storyline outside of what I, what I already recommended here. Um, storyline is that I might actually order that one. <laughs> um, it's, in the, uh, it's part of the Rand Thanagar war, um, and infinite crisis or infinity crisis, um, where she kind of battles them sort of head to head. Um, and, and she like takes over Rand, uh, is, is that's kind of stemming out of the outsiders, um, is, is where a lot of that came from. Um, New 52 is when they gave her a little bit more character, finally, Um, where at that point she was not just evil for the sake of being evil. Um, That's when they added the little wrinkle that, you know, always, it had always been, okay, Blackfire, you know, sold uh, Corey, sold Starfire, because that was what she did, and and now it was because, oh, it was, you know, kind of to save her life, actually. Um, so, you know, she wanted to save her sister from, from when they were getting attacked and there's a lot of tension, but, but all of a sudden it's like, there's a little bit more understanding. 
Um, and so, so New 52, she gets, you know, a lot more interesting than she had ever been. Uh, and then really it's, it's Justice League Odyssey where I think that they've taken her to a, a new level to a point now where she would even be, by some people's measures, considered to be doing heroic things at this point. She is no longer, uh, you know, just absolute pure evil. She, they've, they've kind of scaled her back and made her uh, a little bit of an anti-hero at this point. Um, and, and I mentioned it to you, but, but I'll mention it here as well. If, if anybody has not read that comic um, in Justice League Odyssey, especially the, the last final issues, um, if there's a character in DC Legends that you think is wildly overpowered, <laughs> Like, overpowered to a point where you think that they need to be nerfed, for instance, and you would say maybe like to see them get a little bit of comeuppance in a different form, uh, maybe read Justice League Odyssey, maybe see what Blackfire does to a certain OP tune uh, in, in that particular book. <laughs> That's great. Um, <clears throat> what was the story, what was this name, do you remember what the name of the storyline in New 52 was? I want to reread that, and I can't think of what it is. I even own it, I just kind of have to dig for it. Let me think, uh, I'm not sure if I know the name of it offhand, um, but what would that have been in? Um, I mean, she was definitely in the Teen Titans books, and, or sorry, not the Teen Titans, the, um, the Red Hood and the Outlaws books, I believe, is where a lot of that came from. Yeah, uh, that's right. Because that's where Starfire was. Starfire was in those Red Hood and the Outlaws books as well. Which I really love those series. I thought that was that was some of my favorite New Fifty Two. Yeah, um, it was you know it was very controversial at the time, basically, um, <laughs> because you know not just because of how they drew her, um, yeah. but but they really did change Starfire's personality quite a bit. Um, I think. You know, the interesting thing was I think that they enhanced what she had already been for a long time in the comics. The problem was that they now had all these other media properties, and people had really fallen in love with the Starfire, like the very, very young, uh, wholesome Starfire from Teen Titans and Teen Titans Go. Uh, Now you've got parents who are like, I want to see Starfire, and this is what you're giving me, like, for my kids. And it was like, well, you know, it says on the, the cover that, uh, you know, this is this is for teens and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and everything. But, but, yeah, I mean, that's, that's sort of the issue that you run into Teen Titans with a lot, which is, like, how do you balance them wanting to appeal to kids but also wanting to do, like, adult themes and storylines? Yeah, because you have the moody Robin even just, you know, right. and then now he's, you know... <laughs> It's a lot different. I mean, everything was 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 very very different, uh, and and you know it was also it was the new Fifty Two. They were deliberately trying to shake things up, uh, so you know some things more successful than others, and some things more successful for uh, certain audiences than others. I'll say. So getting onto the character, I know you don't have her unlocked yet, of course, um, or <laughs> geared up. You know, to any, I, and I only have her L2. I have seen some of Burger's L5 video, which we'll we'll have a, a fair amount of video of that in this. If you're wa- watching the YouTube version, I have her at L2. I have to say she performs extremely well at L2. Um, I'm actually very impressed with her at L2. Her um, crit immunity, passive crit immunity, is fantastic. It really helps keep her alive. 
um, which you don't normally expect an L2 character to be able to survive a Wonder Girl Whip, which she absolutely can take a few hits. Nice. So that's, that's nice to see. The only person that can really one-shot her, I'd say, is Darkseid, which he can one-shot any green, so that's, you know, I'm not concerned about that. Um, maybe even at RB4, she might, or RB5, she might be able to take a little bit of a hit. I'm not sure if she could take a full basic from an RB5 Darkseid, but she could at least at least survive a little bit. What is really impressive about her is that her three, when she after she's been hit once, she basically has eight strength ups, and she at L2 will nuke all reds, can nuke some greens, and even damage blues, which I think at RB5 she'll do massive damage. She's right. not she's not going to be like an S tier character because Starfire kind of does what she does, but her friends can get hit. She doesn't gain as much, obviously, but um. And the enemy has to be buffed when they hit her, but who's not buffed? Right. And I think that's <laughs> like the most rare thing. The only bad part is, is I thought she was going to be an amazing raid character, and then I realized they're never buffed. Oh yeah, that makes sense. So she's she. I, is that, in, in, so far, um, this is one just thing that I was curious about in her kit. And I, I I'm ninety nine percent sure that I know the answer, but but just curious. So it's uh, if a buffed attack enemy attacks Blackfire, she gains four empowered strength ups. Do they have to do damage for her to gain those strength ups, do you know? It's I think I'm almost certain. Yes. That's what I thought. I mean that's that's how it reads that's how those kits kind of read in the rest of but you know, you just never know. So so that's the only kind of unfortunate thing that I saw. Um, you know, a lot of people know that I run Enchantress a lot and Blackfire was very appealing because she has that medium overheal, which would then trigger Enchantress's AoE, uh, but, you know, Enchantress would cripple her in the same way that, you know, I think uh, some of those heavy awareness stacks teams will as well. Yeah, I'm 99.9% sure that's the case. In fact, you know, I will test it while we're, while we're <laughs> talking. But I, I remember I tested a whole bunch of teams, and I was I know it doesn't work for Starfire, but right. um, I don't I don't know if I tested it with specifically for her. I'm almost certain I did though, and it's yeah, and and that's how it is for for most everything. Basically, attacked means damaged. Um, it would just uh, you know again, there's there's just certain comps that she won't be quite as successful in uh, when other people are thinking about when and and how to use her. Okay. Um, you know, yeah, just like a, I just oh, tested it, and she didn't gain okay. any. Yeah, those like, you know, a lot of people use those those world engine teams with uh, WGD and Donna Troy, um, and especially in this siege when when World's Greatest Detective is a bonus character. Um, but if she's got a, a fat stack of awareness, she's not going to gain those empowered strength ups, unfortunately. Yeah, so it does limit her use a little bit. She's good against shielded characters, which at first I was like, oh gosh, she's going to be like Blue Beetle, but <laughs> <laughs> she's. Um, to my surprise, which I wasn't actually that excited that she had a stun, but I was like, oh, you know, it may be coming use. But the, the great thing is, is that the majority of characters I hate the most, like um, Azriel or Arcus, they all have shields. So that surprisingly comes in use a lot more than I thought it would. Right. Uh, you know, it is gated, but it's 100% stun on a basic, which isn't bad. Right. That's, that's always going to be really good. That'll obviously, again, be really good with Hot Girl. Um, and, uh, you know, I think in, in, in thinking about her kit with the question you asked earlier, um, you know, how, how, how'd they do? You know, how, how did they do based on her kit versus the lore? 
And, you know, effectively she has the same powers as Starfire. So how do you make that a little bit different? Um, you know, one of the things the, the, the Tamaranians are known for is that they absorb the UV rays and then convert them into power. The, and I think that that's what they did with her passive. So it's now, okay, so somebody's attacking them. It's sort of like she's absorbing a little bit of that energy, and that gains her the empowered strength ups, and then she shoots it right back at them. Um, so I think that that was a very, very smart move. I do think, unfortunately, the, the way that the game is set up, uh, her kit really could have been Blue Beetle's kit here, yeah. <laughs> which I think... <laughs> Um, you know the 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 Reach. They have their long-standing feud with the Green Lanterns, and the Lanterns in this particular game are heavy shielders. So it would make sense that Blue Beetle punished shields. That's what he used to do. Uh, unfortunately, they stripped him of that recently for for unknown reasons. Uh, maybe because they were saving it for for Blackfire. I don't know. Uh, but but overall, I'd say. Um, having her be critical immune and then having sort of the the gaining strength ups based on enemy attacks i think that again makes sense with the comic book lore yeah i I mean i like the way her kit worked i like that it was like starfire but physical so it was different you know where she does intelligence based i know some people were like oh maybe she should have been intellect based i kind of like that she's different you know it just makes her unique from starfire and i also like her on the same team as starfire when you're exactly. facing characters, because she'll do the extra damage to the imp-based characters and vice versa. Right. And and that's, you know, I, I do think they have a lot of synergy together. And it's like, on the one hand, okay, they're enemies, but they are also sisters. Especially recently, they have fought together, uh, which is really good. And, and I, I think one of the things to keep in mind, too, um, we saw this with Hawk and Dove. Um, the The... Devs, I think, for these new characters, Hawk, Dove, Jericho, and Blackfire, I think they relied far more on the Teen Titan, or sorry, the Titan show, the the live action show, than they have been on the comics. A little bit in appearance, but then, well, not for Jericho, but 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 then certainly for their kits. Um, I, that's the only explanation that uh, Hawk and Dove are physical based. Uh, so I think that they did that with, with Blackfire as well. Um, one other quick note, because uh, I was mentioning this earlier with Jericho and his affiliation as a Titans. I don't know why, but Blackfire also has the Titans affiliation in game. Uh, so yeah, I it, saw that, and I was a little perplexed myself. But. Never, never, ever been a Titan. And so she has it, and then, for instance, like, Red Robin and Aqualad don't. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, again, you can use that with uh, to, to your advantage with Miss Martian and Beast Boy and, and having other fun with Titans like that. And Wonder Girl pairs well with her, which is good and bad all at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> About to see a big resurgence in Wonder Girl, it seems like, based on that Terra, Starfire, you know, and then now, and Blackfire as well. And I'm sure, I mean, Terra is already so popular, and you're going to see so many Terra everywhere going forward that, yeah, Wonder Girl's, she's coming back with a vengeance. Yep. Um, We'll touch on Legendary Order just briefly. I only have her L2. I took her 3 and her 1, which I think I would lean are the two most important for her. That the three, even though it's a random apply buff immunity on a random character, it will always go to the Tauner, which if you're facing Barda, who's going to be prevalent, especially after six day, that's extremely right. useful. 
Um, yeah. I've found that to be way better than I thought. I think that's the best debuff in the game. I really do. Uh, so, so that, I'm always going to take that first wherever I see it. So I definitely agree with that. Her one I actually find, like I'd mentioned earlier, I find that to be extremely useful. I think that's probably her next best skill. I could see an argument for really all the other ones. Well, all but maybe her four. Um, unless you really want to get her Stellar Rage up faster, which I don't know. The matches just don't tend to last long enough that you're going to use it more than once. So, Right. Um, What's the cooldown on that, the Stellar Rage? It is, I want to say it's three turns. Okay. I'd have to look again. But it, it's three or four. It's it's a long cooldown. So even even if you are getting the extra the extra turn or you're getting it reduced, it doesn't feel like it comes up fast enough again. Yeah, and I get you know, at that point too, it's like you've removed all of their shields basically, uh, using the stellar rage. Are you gonna need to do that again? Maybe if you're against like a very very heavy shielding teams, but but those are generally not that successful. Um, you know, unless you're running like RB five lanterns like the boy. I don't I don't know how much people get a lot of mileage out of shielding these days. Yeah, it's three turns. I just looked. On another okay. note, I just two manned it with Enchantress. <laughs> I was testing, and her nuke just killed the entire team. I wish I would have been recording. Nice. <laughs> and I actually didn't lose a tune on a, a two-man match. So. <laughs> so, I mean, then it's, and keep in mind, she's L2, so like I said, I'm pretty impressed. Her basic does surprisingly good damage, too. Yeah, she, you know, she seems like, and with, with the um, the gear kit that she has, I think a lot people could tell uh, that she was going to be able to do pretty good damage, and then, you know, it's that's eight strength ups every time somebody attacks her. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mean she she stacks those things up so fast. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to run her in a team with like either Constantine or uh, Poison Ivy, who, who I both have those at at high RB levels where I can put Taunt on her uh, to actually draw in more attacks and then go from there. Yeah, I can see that being fun. I've actually been, I, I think my new, le- my new, um, cause I've been telling everybody for a while, I'm going to try to possibly move off stuns and move into a new theme of some kind. And I think my theme is going to build around Blackfire. I'm going to find, nice. just build characters around making her cool. I mean, this month, obviously I'll do Starfire, I'll do Blackfire and I'm going to do Barda cause yeah, they're already started in there. So good. But right. After that, I think I think that's what I'm gonna go towards, just because she's fun. After after her two and her one, I really struggled to decide what I think is better. I mean, not her two, her three and her one, because her two is actually surprisingly good, purging all debuffs on the main target, and then you're giving crit immunity the entire team, and you're giving an overheal, which also works with um, Starfire, which is nice, and you're gonna call assist from a random teammate. So that's a lot right. in one move, and it is. It is. And a lot of times I'll find, you know, especially if I start the match with Barda, Barda gets stunned or debuffed or something, then you can cast that, remove all the debuffs, and she's ready to go again. And now she has crit immunity and an overheal. Yeah, that's a, that's a very potent move. And that one thing that can't be overlooked is that crit immunity is for two turns, which is so nice. Yeah, it's fantastic. And then I do also her five, gaining that 15% shield every time she's hit on top of the four empowered strength ups, I think will make her even more tanky, which she's pretty good for an l2 character so you figure at rb5 and gaining a 15 percent shield every time she's hit that's gonna be really really good yeah you know i'm actually i'm, I'm looking at the dc toolkit right now too and uh she has the fifth highest strength in the entire game um which is crazy and then 
fifth fifth highest pure strength, and then she starts stacking empowered strength up. <laughs> That's, That's nice. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I think she's gonna be. I mean, you know, I don't think she's an S tier character. She probably doesn't, you know, doesn't do enough to hit that. But I think she'll she'll probably be, you know, what we would rank as an A tier character. And I know how much you love tier lists, but yeah. Uh. <laughs> But I think she'll be she'll be a character that you definitely wouldn't regret investing in. Nice. So, well, anyway, I think any other comments to add before we move or end this? Actually, all right. I think I think that's it. Um, we got a so- real real solid Titans theme month here. Um, after we just had you know Hawk and Dove come out a couple months ago as well. So so really, it's like almost the the full roster is is around at this point um kind of waiting on aqualad the the original titan who's still not in the game they really uh, need to uh, do an aqua month they i i think so too but but it's just it's crazy to me at this point that we have jericho and not one of the founding members of the team titans <laughs> um, which is unfortunate but <laughs> Um, I, I think they did. A, I think they did a really great job this month. I'm excited. I'm excited that they patched stuff uh, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, when they realized that they had some errors in the kits, and uh, it it should be a good one. Hopefully, it works out well. Yeah, because last month, I last month was, I, I think actually my my Apple card told me how boring of a month it was, by <laughs> my lack of spending, which is at an all time low in the last two years probably, which is still an absurd amount by the way. But it was a pleasant. <laughs> number instead of uh, oh god i can't believe i spent that much number i didn't gear either of the the two new tunes from from last month didn't do anything with them so i regret gearing king shazam i wish i would have made him a slow gear i didn't gear batman who laughs who i still think he might be kind of fun i kind of want to play with him so he's the one i'm yeah. slow gearing now so hope he I mean, show it up seems a great effect in raids but but outside of that i just still can't see him working <laughs> yeah i just yeah, I, he was kind of disappointing. I thought he was going to be good. The whole month, oh, well, Barda, Barda was the exception. She was fantastic, right. but the rest of the month was kind of meh. But this month, I'm all back in, having a yeah. great time. Yeah, be good. And we've got the new Titans uh, season comes out next month or in uh, July as well. So oh, that's right, I forgot it was that soon. I'm excited for that. Blackfire is going to be a big, big part of that show, and I, I think they did a great job with her season three costume. Um, you know, some people have mixed feelings about the show, but I'm always kind of like, who cares? It, it's live action comic books. I have fun. With it. I've loved the Titans show. I mean, I think, I mean, for a TV show, it's been very good. I, I've I've also enjoyed it quite a bit. I think, uh, you know, obviously there's always going to be room for criticism and stuff, but but in this case, I think they do a pretty good job with it. It, it's probably, I mean, especially when you compare it to like CW shows. I mean, other, with yeah. the exception of the new Superman, which is surprisingly good. Um, yeah. I, I personally, I love Legends of Tomorrow, but but the other ones, I I have fallen off on completely. Yeah, I've fallen off on pretty much all of them for a, a long time now. But <laughs> Titans, I I I really enjoyed. So. Yeah. All right, well, we will end it there. Thank you all for listening, and stay tuned for in the next couple of weeks I'll auction off. If I ever oh, – I, I mentioned the King Shazam um, contest quite some time ago. It has not come in from Amazon still, so I have not been able to auction it. When it does come in, after I give it a quick read, I will um, auction it off, and then I'll probably have numerous Blackfire. And I have a whole ton of comic books I plan to auction off – or. Yeah, just do raffles or giveaways or whatever because they just 
there's a lot of stuff taking up a lot of space and that would be more fun to give it away as raffles so stay tuned we'll be having a lot more of those thanks for listening Hi, this is Renee Sylvia 88, DC Legends moderator. Thank you for listening to this episode of WROL Broadcast. If you liked the show, please check out patreon.com forward slash WROL Broadcast and find out how to get cool perks. Kage should really watch 2D Tune videos to learn about things. <laughs> <laughs>